Hello folks, you're listening to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. Ben, how are we doing? Doing good. It is Independence Day. It is Independence Day and we are joined this Independence Day by Mark McKinnon of Wreck and Ruin fame. Yes. So, I, I, and you, you, you are in presumably a very cheery mood uh, yeah. given the success of the Kickstarter. Yeah, so my very first... Uh, upgrade to the game was to upgrade my title to Mark McKinnon of fully funded fame. Yes, <laughs> Mark McKinnon of fully funded Wreck and Ruin fame. Yeah, so there's still a little bit of the uh, campaign left to go, albeit I think when we publish this episode, uh, I've still got a week from just now. So mm-hmm. okay, so it's winding up at the end of the month, more or less. Twenty eighth. Yes, it runs out. So okay. so you've still got an opportunity uh, to go out and back it. But uh, yeah, fully funded. Yeah. And uh, how does it feel? Feels weird. Yeah. It feels weird because. Does it feel a bit surreal? It does feel surreal because up to this point I've been pushing to get it, to mm-hmm. you know, to get to this stage, and then all of a sudden, I've got to do it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could kind of hide behind that kind of barrier where you say, "Well, I tried it, but it's not worked." Whereas now. I'm hundred yeah. percent committed to the course of action, so yeah. it's scary but exciting at the same time. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a wee bit more of a deep dive into the the campaign and uh, what what you attribute to your success compared to the previous times. But first of all, we've decided to randomly shoehorn another segment into the show. Yeah, tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Uh, it's Tony Hubby. Another shite night playing stupid. American board games. Hashtag board games. Hashtag night. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try doing it with a straight face. I was, I was trying that a lot. <laughs> um, Tony Hubby, uh, enthusiasm personified right there. <laughs> yeah, that is one of my favourite tweets ever, I think. Of all time. I love the fact that. Tony, you, you don't have to play the board games you don't like. Yeah. Just, just say no. <laughs> but he seems like he's like, no, damn it, I will play this, <laughs> yes. and then I will complain about having the science. To play it. Yeah, it's true that some, sometimes. Do you ever do that? Do you, do, you, do you sometimes do something and you're thinking to yourself beforehand, "I'm probably not going to like this, but I'm going to have fun moaning about it afterwards." <laughs> well, I used to do this when I was a little bit younger. Mm. when I felt like I had to have an opinion on absolutely everything. Right. Believe it or not, I was more opinionated when I was younger than I am now, <laughs> if, that, if that is possible. <laughs> but um, Callum Flint has said to me multiple times that he, you know, Lanky Santa. Lanky Santa. <laughs> has, <yeah>. Hashtag Lanky <laughs> Santa. Yeah, that he, he, will, he will play through a game even if he doesn't like it, just so he can have an opinion on it. Yeah. It's like, well, you can have an opinion on yeah, it without, playing without it. having played through the whole thing. Because I, 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 Lanky Santa and Tony Hobby would get along, I think. You reckon? Yeah, I, I think I, so. I tend not to play games that I don't think I'd like, but I did try The Gallerist, which is quite intense on the brain. Right. And, uh, so it's supposed to be first playthrough, right? So not, none of us, there's four of us... I mean, none of us knew what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, but the box time did say two and a half hours. Oh, my. Right. And I think we were Ooh. at four and a half hours. And somebody came up to me and said, are you winning? Or he said, who's winning? And I said, I don't care. I just want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, like for for me, the the comparison was like sometimes, uh, sometimes you want to watch a bad film, like like a, but you cheesy enjoy it bad. For what it is. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, like, but that but that's different because like you know like you the, know going in, it's so bad that it's good. Mm. It's like dad jokes, you know. I don't diss dad jokes. Well, I'm not dissing them. I'm <laughs> saying that they're so bad that they're good. It's like. You, you you come so far on on the circle that you eventually come full circle. But I don't understand. Dad jokes are just great. But anyway, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> moving on. You do get to pick the tweet. So the there, there, there we go. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That 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 was tweet of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so we'll we'll maybe try and endeavour to do that because if I see a funny one. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I'm going to go home and go to. Click on that hashtag shite and see what else comes up. I, yeah, I, is it I'm just scared. Tony <laughs> Could well be. No, I imagine there'll be a lot of stuff in there, <laughs> yeah. and you, you maybe don't want to see hole, all of it. Hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, especially when you know that there's websites on the internet, uh, the likes of ratemypoo.com. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I've heard of that. Uh, yeah. Who who wants who wants to do that? I don't well, know. Just while we're talking about that, I happen to be on. Kickstarter the other day to look and see my competition, and do you know what I'm up against? Guess poo. So, are you? Did oh. you just com- inadvertently compare Kickstarter to RateMyPoo.com? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but but there is a game that's basically Guess Who. Guess but with poo. Pictures of poos. Guess right. So, uh. do you have to guess who did the poo? <laughs> no, no, so it's, it's, like, it's, it's like it's like a guess who board. Poodle. So oh, it's, it's, no. it's, it's like a guess who board, but I'd someone imagine someone shat in the dining room. <laughs> but imagine, that, imagine. That, no, right. So, so I, you're saying you're sitting there, you're saying, does your poo have sweet corn? No, oh, I, I don't know. No. I don't know what. The, so what, <laughs> I don't know how you identify it, but I just, I looked at it and I was like, is that what we've is that what we've devolved to? Yeah. And uh, so on a on a like a related but like not related to tabletop whatsoever note. So there was an incident in my office apparently years ago. This was before I worked there, where um, a foreign object was left on the floor <laughs> in the ladies' toilet, oh, no. <laughs> and it was a complete mystery as to who did it. So, like, in my head, though, I had them bring in Hercule Poirot in yeah. to try and figure out the mystery of who left the jobby yeah. on the floor. <laughs> like, but it's like, at the end of the day, someone in your office shat on the floor, and and you still have to look that person in the eye and talk to them, and they walk around every day with the knowledge that they did that. Assuming they still work there. It must be quite empowering, though. Like, yeah, I can shit what I want, and yeah. there's nothing you can yeah. do about it. It's like yeah. it's like serial killers, like just walking about. The serial shitters, just walking about, going about their business. There was, and no um, one knows. There was, there was, we've we've spent far too long talking about this. Battle on BBC News. Was, no, I'm, I'm not joking, right? There's an, a lawyer in Australia has been prosecuted for for like taking craps in public, and he's. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Was, was it like every day he was he, he was taking a shit on the running track? Just just to get a kick out of life. Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of what. What are you proving here? Yeah. What, why? I I do think, like you say, though, there's like 
there's like some it's like a sort of power move mm. for some people it's, well, it's, I'll show them it's, no but it's it's like a sort of primal dominance thing isn't it yeah. like I remember years, do you remember walking with beasts Yes, years ago so the, there was this sort of hyena type thing mm. and it was squaring off against the I can't remember what they're called but they were basically like prehistoric pigs yeah. they're squaring up and then the, the hyena's got its dinner there and then to try and <laughs> to try and prevent the pigs from taking it, uh, the hyena takes a shit <laughs> on oh, on the food. Obviously, never you know like w- with it being prehistoric mm. times, had never heard the phrase "don't crap where you eat." Yeah, that hadn't yeah. been invented yet. Well, it it was invented at that moment. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what like the sort of prehistoric like a, pig said. And then, you know, a legend was born. We've been misinterpreting all these cave paintings for years. That's basically what these drawings have been just... (laughs) Just just laid bricks on top of dead animals. (laughs) Do you know what? You know, as much as uh, humanity evolves and uh, technology changes the way we are, I think think we're always going to laugh at toilet humour. Yeah. Like, always have done and always will do. So we've spent the first ten minutes of Mark's episode <laughs> talking about poo. To be yeah. fair, I did mean at least I talked about a board game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I I I so Yeah, we totally derailed it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, Somebody so... had to take it there. Yeah. yeah. Where do we go from there? <laughs> so, Mark. On a completely unrelated note, yeah, you your game's just fun. Yeah, yeah. it's not shit. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. So um, we're currently sat at what is it, one hundred and twenty-eight, one hundred thirty-five. Oh right, wow, well, it's gone up a little. It's gone yeah, up a little. So, yeah, the the graph basically showed it. Um, it rose quite steeply the first forty-eight hours. Yeah, that's and quite it normal. Just kind apparently, of steadily. Normally, instead of dropping off, I've just kind of steadily. I've gradually increased all the way okay. through. So. so you've not you've not really plateaued at I'm any point. I've not plateaued at all. No. Okay. So, so, you obviously you you changed some things up this time around mm. uh, compared to what you've done previously. Yeah. What what do you attribute to the fact that um, you were successful this time? Well, the first thing I did was I actually opened up my page to. A post mortem from the Kickstarter advice group mm-hmm. on Facebook and basically said, "Look, my campaign's failed. I feel like on the face of it, I'm doing everything right. You know, all the things that they tell you to do, I felt like I had in there. But you know, can you give me some advice on how you know how to do it? And so people were basically just saying, you know, maybe too much text here, or, or just kind of try and yeah. reduce, you know, this bit down, reorder mm. the page." So, so you you collectively picked the old campaign to bits? Yeah, so I basically said, you know, it's done now, so we'll use this as a learning experience to yeah. to, to basically to see where I went wrong and then use that for the next time because there was only, what, six weeks in between my two campaigns, uh-huh. between the, the last one failing and this one relaunching. Yeah, quick turnaround I was actually surprised at how quickly you decided to, to launch the likewise yeah because I I, I I knew you were going to do it again right I, I, there, oh, there no was question. no way there was no way that you were going to keep uh, 
chipping away. I, I mean, you you were saying just before we were coming on the podcast about people saying, and you've persevered. Yeah, so <laughs> I've been getting a lot of, of messages saying, you know, well done. I'm, I'm so glad that you stuck it out and you've, you've persevered. You know, it shows what dedication mm. and hard work does, which is nice to hear, but failing twice shouldn't make me a broken shell of a man. <laughs> yeah. so we, we were talking earlier I mean can you imagine if like J.K. Rowling went to her, her second publisher with Harry yeah. Potter and they were like I just don't see uh, little boys getting in line to buy a book about uh, a kid that becomes a wizard and she just goes oh, oh well. you're right yeah. well back to back to being an au pair yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, so obviously, third time around, uh, obviously worked the charm. You, you so you got a lot of the useful feedback about the Kickstarter. Yeah. So one of the main things I think which helped was I'd got a lot of new artwork done, mm. and I, my faction art had always been nice, but my initial header image, my box mm. image, it, when I got that done, it was before I'd actually created the sculpts for the factions so ah, the actual right. old box oh, none of okay. those vehicles existed <laughs> oh, right, okay. right yeah and it also it had a bit more of a kind of comic look to it rather than a kind of I wanted something kind of more photorealistic almost yeah. kind of look to it so yeah changing that I think helped um, getting that and then I, I just I cleaned up like even my own logos and stuff like that yeah you know mm -hmm. when i look back on them now i was like why did i not think to change that before now but just brightened them up just made them look better and then just yeah just reordered the page so that it basically just you know just hit straight in with boom this mm -hmm. is this is the message you know this is this is why you want to have this game in your collection and it shows I suppose it's like with the Formula 1 they talk about you know real marginal gains like just adjusting the one little bit and it gives you maybe like a 1% increase yeah. but if you do that a lot of times yeah absolutely every single tweak is worth it and the good thing is though that you can still edit the campaign as you go mm. so being able to make changes like from feedback that you get luckily I didn't really get any feedback um, you know, once I launched, but you do have that ability. Like, no, you can. Yeah, so like when the game went to Origins, I put a little bit on there with, you know, the Origins picture, mm -hmm. with, you know, with, and then the, the name the, of Michael that they had to get in touch with to play the game sure. over there. So I, could, I dropped that in for those five mm -hmm. days and then mm -hmm. took it right, you know, took it back out again. So being able to do that is kind of it's nice because if you're locked in, I think, then it would make your life so much harder yeah. yeah no it's good it's good to be flexible throughout the campaign and have that ability to to you know adapt to what's going on so obviously when we get to the end of the campaign that's when it will be funded that's when you receive the money yeah so what has to happen from that point to getting the game to backers what well, what are the next steps after that so all the files are already everything's ready to go mm. basically you've seen you've played the game yourself you've basically seen the components that have been made from the all the files that yeah. I've got so just a case of probably just learn how you know how they actually want to receive them mm -hmm. you know like the kind of the format 
I've got built-in bleeds and stuff like that. And I probably have to... uh, this being the printers and the, the yeah. manufacturers. Yeah. yeah, so that, maybe some of the, the sculpts might have to change slightly to facilitate you know, the actual mould process. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> apart from... They, they have all been designed by, by a guy that does um, a lot of moulds for games, so I'd imagine it would be a... I, I mean, I like, just not being any expert in the field whatsoever, <laughs> mind. But just looking at the miniatures, uh, I don't, they don't look like they're going to be awkward to yeah. uh, cast, but you, you, you never there's, know, They're all solid-piece miniatures as well, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. There's, no, there's no building or assembly. There's no, um, no. there's no fiddly bits either. Yeah. No, uh, nothing that's likely to snap. But so. Speaking of the miniatures, one of the things that you, you did in the run-up to this campaign was uh, you liaised with Michael Mordor, yep. commission painter extraordinaire, and one of our patrons. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Yeah, that definitely made all the difference because for a start, it allowed me to have nicer pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. when I when I launched last time, you know, and I put up the pictures of, of the ones that I'd painted, and uh, I was like, oh, you know, check this out. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of the first comments was, get a better paint job. As <laughs> <laughs> well, well, glib as that. And, yeah. then, and then before I even got a chance to say anything, some, some random person I don't even know is like, dude... Why'd you have to be that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> and then, oh, internet! <laughs> and then he said, I'm, "And then he said, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm that's not the kind of person I am. But, <laughs> but, but it's, it's there. It's there. It's written in Facebook like, stone. I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what came over me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Co- completely I'm, I'm uncharacteristic <laughs> of the internet, I yeah. have to say. Uh, <laughs> a moment of self-reflection. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. was a bad thing I did. Yeah. <laughs> I have to reevaluate my life now. Yeah. Uh, um, but, so but, yeah, I, I think having having the nicer miniatures mm. there, but also one of the when you're talking about what changed from last time, one of the feedback was from some of the backers was, we want to give you more money. Mm-hmm. But we get nothing extra for it, so yeah. they actually asked me for higher pledge, you know, higher tiers, right. so that if they wanted to put more money in to help it fund. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that Michael's pledges went within the first twenty four hours showed that there was yeah, a market for that, and it really also impressive. That's what helped me get that initial foothold towards... Mm. Folk love a collector's edition or something like that, don't they? Yeah. People just like getting extra stuff. Yes. So the fact that he's only going to do 10 sets... And it's quite exclusive. Yeah. 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 And uh, they're, they're very nice. He's done a very nice job. I'm I'm personally really looking forward to uh, the alternative uh, sculpts for the different factions as well. They all look really cool. So these are the, all the stretch goals, aren't they? Yeah. So we've unlocked one so far. Mm-hmm. So the salvos have they've been unlocked. So next one coming up is the Rune Army, which are the the high tech guys. Yeah, so, the techies. Yeah. So that's basically Batmob- Batmobile style stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
And then finally he's going to be Desert King. Yeah. Desert King have to be last just because they're so unique. Aye. The other ones can f- can fit into other factions. Yeah. Whereas if you're raiding a giant mutated rhino, that can't be mistaken for any other faction. <laughs> I suppose that that's the thing because people are maybe wondering, well, why do the Reapers not have one? But you you could totally take like a a rune wrecker, and then like put little bits of barbed wire and stuff like that on it to <laughs> make right. it a Reaper. So wrecker, couldn't you? the actual the the wrecker sculpt for the Desert King is a giant rhino creature for guys mm-hmm. sitting on the back of a minigun but the, what they've done is they've actually tied car doors to his shoulders that's cool uh, as, as it's armor. like armour that's yeah. really cool I kind of thought I kind of went for the whole kind of super mutant you know when you got those mm. giant yeah, mutants and yeah. they had bits of cars and well, stuff like that because the the there's a super mutant in the fallout games that uses a car door as a shield yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. And you know, I mean, it's like, well, they're probably not going to have armor plates as such. Mm-hmm. So, what would they use? Well, bits of cars. Yeah. You just strap yeah. bits of cars to you and have. Yep. Jobs are good in. Yeah. It's also a sort of trophy as well, isn't it? In the the world of wreck and ruin. Yeah. Foes car doors draped over yeah. your rhino. Nothing gets wasted. So. Yeah. Yeah. Keep what you kill. That's it. <laughs> yep. Recycle. They're, they're, envi- yeah. they're environmentally conscious. Yeah. We've you know. destroyed the world once, so let's not repeat <laughs> that. <by. laughs> yeah. Use your blue I, I, no, like I love the uh, the thought of one of the reapers like say, "Look, I don't mind cannibalism, but what I can't stand is when people put cardboard in the paper recycling." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, that's just that just really yeah. grinds like, my I want, gears. I want to bathe in the blood of my enemies, but I want to be sensible about it. <laughs> nothing wrong with that no aye Aye. be responsible (laughs) Um, but you so you were at UK Games Expo uh, not so long ago showing off Wrecking Rune as well in fact uh, you were just saying it was as you were driving back up that uh, you got the you you smashed the uh, funding goal how how was UK Games uh, Expo for you then as an exhibitor I loved it I mean it's absolutely it drains you Mm. I'm not gonna lie, it's like it's quite an intense experience as an exhibitor because I went down there and I was seventy two percent funded. Yeah. When I drove down on a Thursday, so I basically got two thousand eight hundred pounds worth of backings within those three days. Yeah, and that you got to imagine quite a few of those backers would have been at the UK Games Expo and had a chance to try it out. Yeah. yeah. So we had people. I went down with, uh, called them the pit crew mm-hmm. nice. So nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with the pit crew and uh, yeah so I had the three helpers so that's Brian, Barry and Craig if you're listening hi guys thanks for coming with me and putting up with me and uh, yeah we basically just we mad that, that stall the whole time and we were just flat out the whole weekend we were three three games we ran mm. all the time four players and we were just non-stop it's just constant. I mean, it, well, like, we we tried to swing by the the stand a couple of times. Every it, single it time, like, it was mobbed. He looks busy. We'll, yeah. we'll maybe come back later. Uh, even though I was playing, I was still getting, I was still getting pulled off to speak. You mm-hmm. know, such and such wants to speak to you, or like, and I'd just swap places with one of the boys. So they would take over the game that I was running, mm-hmm. so that I could 
you know, if somebody asked a question and they didn't know the answer, then I, I could still do that as well. So yeah. we worked between us and uh yeah, and I th- I think the effort definitely paid off just you know, the figure speaks for itself. Mm. Normally a campaign after those first forty eight hours you expect to drop off. Yeah. And we just kept going. No. Excellent, excellent. So, really pleased for you. Um did you did you get a chance to wander around the exhibitor space at all? Or you you pretty much pinned to the to your stand. Do you know it's not that the guys tell me to go away mm. and and enjoy it, but I think for me it's like this is my baby and I don't you're, I don't want to stray too, too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so fair. I get there like I I get into trouble because basically I get there and I don't I don't move from the stand. I don't eat, <laughs> drink. I don't yeah. go to the toilet. I don't do anything. Basically, I'm just there, ten hours solid, just yeah. gaming. Just, just have like a, a bucket under the, <laughs> under the table. Oh no, catheter yeah. bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and just you just go like that. So like for the three days, you just you burn yourself out. But you know that means I'm like, I rest when I get home. Yeah. But until that point, it's just game 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 show this to mm-hmm. as many people as I can speak to as many people as I can just get everybody involved so because mm-hmm. of course one of the the reasons that you launched the new campaign when you did was so that it would coincide exactly with the expo that was the whole reason if it hadn't been for the expo it wouldn't have been probably as close to the last campaign um, but I thought it's too good an opportunity I'd already at that point my stand was all booked mm. and paid for, so Aye. I thought I may as well use the opportunity to to show off because I did do Games Expo last year as well, and that was I did I went down, and that was basically to show people that there was a solid game from a first time designer that wasn't hiding behind nice minis. Mm. So I wanted to show that there was a system in there, so having it there but then to come back and then hearing people walk past and saying oh there's that wreck and ruin you know recognising it mm-hmm. hearing, yeah. knowing that people are talking about it even if they're not coming to play the game just it blows your mind I was just going to say that must be a little surreal like just having people talking about this creation of yours yeah. as if they oh I read about that like, <laughs> yeah it's just the strangest thing ever like because what you, what you want to do is you want to say, where? Yeah. How did you... How? Yeah. How? Tell yeah. me! I need to know! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's just... It's the strangest thing ever, and you know that way. But it's nice that I had, I had backers mm. that had, had backed me even, like, right from... Followed me right through. I'm, I'm quite lucky that I've kept the majority of my backers mm. from the first campaign right through. So I've had a small following, but they've, like... Proper and loyal, hun- yeah, hundred yeah. percent behind me all the time, and you know that way. It's nice when people come up and say, "I'm sorry, this didn't fund. I honestly expected it to, and I don't know, I don't know why it didn't. Mm. It should, it deserves to, and then to actually come away from it and say, we actually, we did it, guys. Yeah, you know, we knew we were gonna do it. Yeah, pat on the back. Let's go home and sleep for three days now. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's probably safe to say that it's going to fund. Um, but what what what's the next step for you 
um, after Wreck and Ruin funds. So I still want to. There's still so much that I want to do with the actual world that mm. just couldn't physically fit into yeah. into the base game. So the original, the original game that I created had four scenarios in it. But what I found was whenever I went to a convention, mm. I was always demoing the one because it was right. the easiest one. Yeah. To, yeah, it naturally had a build up in it which allowed you to see all the different actions available in a mm-hmm. kind of nice learning curve. Mm-hmm. So I then decided to strip the other three back out to focus purely on that. So I still want to be able to create content that people can access. also want people to produce their own content. Mm-hmm. I want people to say, you know, set up your map like this. This, You know, you one player sets up here, one player sets up here. This is what your objectives mm-hmm. are, you know. I mean, they can literally do. I've given them the tools then to do what they want with it. Yeah, come I'm up quite, with their own scenarios. Yeah, I'm quite excited to see what other people will do with it. But mm-hmm. there's like somebody said to me, like part of my pitch is when I'm telling them when I'm going through the salvage cards, I say this is a deck of 56 cards. Mm-hmm. Each card is unique. Mm-hmm. So whenever you've got it in your hand, you're guaranteed. Nobody else has that. Nobody yeah. else has a card that does the same thing as what you've got. And somebody said to me, was it not hard to come up with 56 different cards? And I was like, I've got a book that I've wrote over 200. <laughs> and I, I was like, this is just the hardest thing is working out which ones to put in uh, and which ones to leave out. So there's still plenty of scope to do so much with it. Mm-hmm. I'd already started working on other other scenarios that needed different tiles, mm-hmm. so there are different ways of, of playing it. Um, but then I've also backers. Some of the backers were asking about a solo mode, and yeah. I hadn't really given it much thought because I thought, well, it's a, a multiplayer experience. How do I do that? But then one day in my work, I was particularly quiet at work, and I just started writing something down, and I basically came up with a core AI system that I could use ah. to to play like it's a it's a different experience from from the main game. Yeah. You know, it's a kinda of stripped down version of that, but it would work as a two player or a solo mm-hmm. solo mm-hmm. version which you could use to play the game. Just play it as solo, you know, for or mm-hmm. use it as your kinda of, your learning to get grips with some of the mechanics. You know, quite a lot of people like to play a game solo first before showing it to other people so Aye. you've got that there and then I still want to do some kind of campaign mode in there because I want those vehicles to get better yes as long as they yeah as long as they survive that'd be really cool yeah does the so obviously you've created this uh, this post-apocalyptic universe is is there like a narrative that you've got in your head for it is there is there some sort of story arc going on not not intentional no so it's basically just whatever comes to my into mm. my head at the time so yeah there'll, there'll be different things happening within the world but there's no there's no major storyline to kind of mm. tie everything in yet but I mean I haven't even covered what caused the apocalypse in the first place this is true we're actually just assuming this is nuclear fallout but it's never actually not. who knows <laughs> the, the first the first paragraph 
in in the rule book basically says the world as we know it has came to you know is is destroyed. All the all the information from that time is gone. Mm-hmm. All we know mm-hmm. is it ended. It's a bit like in zombie films. The zombie films very rarely actually tell you what's caused the outbreak. <laughs> it's just it's just this thing's happened. Deal yeah. with it. <laughs> it's always a an infected monkey. Yeah. No padlock on its cage. Damn those infected monkeys. Yeah. Why do they keep so many of them? Who knows, but yeah, so that's something that I might potentially look at. Mm. Um but yeah, I've already I've got ideas for other factions, mm-hmm. other vehicles. Oh, oh, awesome! The idea, the initial idea of the game was it was a kind of points-based, mm. more kind of skirmish where sure. you could basically you built your own convoy. Right. So. So you could come in with five, five wreckers against three big rigs. Mm-hmm. Basically, as long as the points are equal, then you can kind of create it whatever way you want. All so, bikes. You could have 20 bikes, but the big rig will just come in and run over all of them. There'll just uh, be speed bumps. 20, 20 shots on a big rig <laughs> is not something to be sniffed at, all right? That is something I would like to see. Right, well, like, bikes of, versus big rig. When when we receive our copies of Wreck and Ruin, let's let's make it happen, Ben. Yeah. We'll, we'll have the... This is, this is like the... Um, apparent, right, so uh, my boss... Actually, asked this question in an interview: Would you rather fight one hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I feel like the bikes versus the big rig is kind of a similar thing. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'd fight the giant duck. What? Right. So, why do you fight the giant duck? For our start, there's only one of it. Exactly. You can run away. <laughs> like, no, no I, I've got it. I've got to choke it out or something. You, can, I, I, you actually box this duck the yeah, size no, of a horse. Gonna, I'm still going to fight it. I'm not going to run away from it. Well, I feel like I could just punt those little horses. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, I feel guilty. No, but I have to fight them. <laughs> like someone's got a gun to my head and they're like, "You better fight those." Tiny we, little and we're going to we're going to record this. We're going to broadcast it on our illegal website. Yeah. <laughs> fighttinyhorses.com yeah. <laughs> if you don't fight those horses yeah. you're going to get it yeah get to work yeah do I get a but, weapon? I don't, but I don't want to you get one weapon uh, I'll take the golf club <laughs> would you have like a bag of sugar cubes that you could just like oh. throw, distract some of them while you run and just no, snap the neck. No, because do you know what they do is they they just like unload their gun on the bag of sugar cubes and be like, "That is not good material for tinyhorsefights.com Yeah, pick up <laughs> your weapon, bitch. Yeah, they give you a broken bottle or something. <laughs> <laughs> a staple gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this. This has been a bit of a surreal episode. <laughs> we've, we've, it's been a long night. <laughs> we've, we've deviated quite a bit, but in a good I f- way. I feel like there's a board game in there, tinyhorsefights.com. Tiny, <laughs> specifically is, .com. Is the game yeah. the fight or is the game the run, the management of the website, the promotion of Both. The fight? Both. So it could be like... Tiny horse fight promoter? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you're like the Larry King of like... Uh, 
full yeah. of tiny horse fights. So you have you have to like secure sponsorships for your horse, your tiny horse fighter, and and then like you you have to like you have to like choose their equipment and all that. Is it wrong that I'm thinking of like some tiny jockey fighting them as well? <laughs> they just get swamped. That, that might be like a special event. Yeah, the, the, the jockey, jockey fights. <laughs> The The crowd just goes mental for it. Who will win? The horde of tiny horses or the tiny human? Yeah. (laughs) Only one way to find out. (laughs) Uh, Put your money down. Anyway, um, I I think on perhaps that rather surreal note, that is all we've got time for. Although, Mark... I I don't think you can actually get on a end on a higher note than that. Yeah, I think that's That's definitely the name of the episode. (laughs) Tinyhorsefights.com We need to go and check if this website exists. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, but, Mark, just before we go, uh, there is still a little bit of time left on your Kickstarter by this t- by the time this episode goes uh, goes out. So how do how do our listeners find it? They go on Kickstarter and they search for Wreck and Ruin. There we go. <laughs> Simple you as that. said tiny horse fights there, didn't you? <laughs> That's, That's going to be... Uh, is that, that going to be your next game? I'll just, I'll just do a little kind of link on there to... To send them over to Rake and Ruin still. Yeah. <laughs> By the out. domain name. Yeah. Excellent. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this Independence Day. I uh, hope you enjoyed it and we will catch you next time. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. We are Unlucky Frog Gaming and I am Ben. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support by giving us money through the Unlucky Frog Patreon. And be sure to check out our website, unluckyfrog.com, to find out more. (laughs) 